0: Joy is uncontainable when infertility gives way to a child. But joy turns to wonder when the virgin conceives. On the Bible Brief. Want more Bible learning content like this? Sign up for our newsletter and follow us on social media. Links are in the show notes. The crowd was stunned. Stunned at this man who'd come out of the temple and began making hand signals to them all. They'd been waiting for him to come out from his priestly duties, but they were bewildered at how he came out, as if something amazing had happened. Before this stunning appearance, the multitude had been praying outside the temple, praying no doubt for many things. Surely some were asking God to heal their diseases. And others for a favorable season in their work. Still, more were confessing sins to God, while others prayed for blessings on their family. Probably one of the more common prayers, however, was a prayer of hope hope for deliverance. It had been over 400 years since that remnant of Judah returned to the land of Canaan. They returned and dwelled in the area now called Judea, and it had been 400 years of oppression. It wasn't as if they returned to the land and everything was like it was before that exile to Babylon. No, everything was different. The temple that they were praying before was a shadow of what it had been in Solomon's day, and the land was under total Roman occupation. There was no Davidic king on a renewed throne, and there was no great kingdom emanating from Jerusalem where they were standing. Instead, in the place of sight, there was faith. Faith that someday soon God would send his Messiah, the anointed king of the nation, and that the Messiah would set things right. He would cast off their Roman oppressors, assume the throne of David, and eventually rule the nations in utter peace and righteousness. This was the hope of many, and it was the prayer of more than a few there in front of the temple. They prayed for their king to finally come. Now, death was always a fear when one went into the holy places of the temple, because the closer one went to the holy of holies, the closer one was to the presence of God. The utter holiness of God's presence was known to be a danger, even as God's presence was a blessing to the people in the temple. And it's likely that some of this praying multitude began to wonder if that man who had went in so long ago had faced God's holy retribution upon some infraction of the law of Moses. But while it took longer than normal, when he finally did show his face, he looked like something incredible had happened to him. Something that made him, well, speechless. The man was mute, and using his whole body to try to communicate the amazing event that had just occurred. An event that signaled the most important happening in the history of the world. So, silently... He was waving his hands and arms around, apparently trying to speak with his hands, but no one could understand. The good news was sealed behind lips that just longed to speak. The only thing this multitude could make out was this. The priest Zechariah had had a vision in the temple. A vision for his eyes and silence for his mouth. After his duties were completed... This priest finally left the temple and traveled through the streets of Jerusalem before eventually finding his way home to his wife Elizabeth, somewhere outside the city in one of the villages of Judea. Elizabeth and Zechariah had been married for many, many years, and they were now well into their old age. Their hair had begun to gray, and they had lost almost all hope for what they had been longing for ever since their marriage day. They were childless a branch of the family tree that had borne no fruit. Childless like that elderly couple long ago, like Abraham and Sarah 2,000 years before. And that was what gave them hope. That's what sustained Zechariah's prayers. If God could do it for Abraham and Sarah, he could do it for Zechariah and Elizabeth. Zechariah had prayed for many years for a child, and there in the temple, He'd heard the answer that he longed to hear. You can imagine Elizabeth's shock as her appetite began to change and her bump began to grow. She knew something was happening that they couldn't explain in mere human terms. They were too old for that. God was doing something great for her and Zechariah. And as she soon found out, God was doing something great for Israel, even for the world. In the first several months, she kept her pregnancy hidden from others, and somehow through the muteness of her husband Zechariah, she was able to piece together what happened there in the temple. Upon finding out that he could still write, he was able to tell her much of what happened that day, a day he would never forget, fear so palpable that it had shaken his bones. That day, he'd been taking care of the incense in the temple. And suddenly on the right side of the altar, a messenger of light appeared, an angel of the Lord, a terrifying appearance of light and glory that was like a great weight upon the body and soul. And the angel said this, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been answered, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. Since that incredible moment, Zechariah had been silent. Silent as a sign of doubt in the midst of great fulfillment. Silent until all was fulfilled that the angel had spoken. Zechariah and Elizabeth were going to have a son, and this son of theirs was going to be someone great. Someone who would be filled with the Holy Spirit of God from the womb itself. Someone who, in the spirit of that long-ago prophet Elijah, would prepare the way for the Lord. John was a special son. From the very moment of conception, he was marked for greatness. The angel from the temple, however, wasn't done with his mission. Six months later, he had other news to share in the northern part of Judea in a town called Nazareth, a town far away from the pomp and greatness of the temple in Jerusalem, where there was a young woman who would have an experience like Zechariah. for you have found favor with God. This young virgin must have been questioning everything in this fearful moment. What was this magnificent being before her eyes? What favor did she now have from God? Why her, a young nobody in a nothing town at the edge of Judea? What was the meaning of all of this? The angel continued with words that would echo forever in her ears news that wasn't just amazing for her, but amazing for her nation, indeed amazing for the world itself. The angel said this, "'Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever.' with her who is called barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. The angel's message was earth-shattering and heaven-rending. This virgin Mary would have a child, conceived not through her future husband Joseph, but somehow through the Holy Spirit of God and this child would be none other than the living hope of the nation, the one that all the multitudes through the history of Israel had prayed would come. He would be the one who would reign upon David's throne, over Israel, in a kingdom that would never end. Mary would give birth to none other than the Messiah, the one who would be called Jesus. Jesus, the name of the long-awaited Messiah. Jesus would be his name. Mary was quickly off to visit her relative Elizabeth. Amazing news had to be shared, and miraculous babies had to be celebrated. But even she wasn't ready for the spiritual event that would greet her entrance into Zechariah and Elizabeth's home. Mary shouted out a greeting to Elizabeth, and when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy, and blessed is she who believed that there would be fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. Mary didn't even need to tell her the news. The Holy Spirit came upon Elizabeth and revealed the amazing news himself. Mary would be the mother of the Messiah, and just to emphasize the point, the baby in Elizabeth's womb leapt for joy. John was already preparing the way for Jesus, even from the womb of his mother. And Mary, upon all this, can't keep it in, just bursting with joy and hope, she says, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his offspring forever. Perhaps looking at elderly Elizabeth, Mary is reminded of elderly Sarah from long ago, the woman who bore Isaac in her old age. And remembering this reminds her of God's promises to Abraham. Promises of land, seed, and blessing to the world through a particular seed of Abraham. Mary sees Elizabeth and bursts with amazement. She's overwhelmed with the thought of what's happening to her and through her. The seed of Abraham is in her womb. The seed of David is her child. The fulfillment of God's promises lives in the womb of Mary. Praise was the only worthy response to such wonder. And they made signs to the child's father, inquiring what he wanted him to be called. And he asked for a writing tablet and wrote, His name is John. And they all wondered. And immediately Zechariah's mouth opened, and his tongue loosed, and he spoke, Blessing God! And fear came upon all their neighbors. And all these things were talked about through the hill country of Judea. And all who heard it laid it up in their hearts, saying, What then will this child be? whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high, to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. Zechariah's first words since he had seen the angel were words of total praise. For nine months he was surely overflowing with words that he couldn't say, and upon finally speaking again, he speaks words of blessing by the Holy Spirit blessing God for what he's doing through these little ones who will grow up to be some of the most consequential people ever to walk the earth. John would be a prophet before the Lord, preparing the way, giving knowledge of the coming salvation and forgiveness of sin. Zechariah's son would be making straight paths before Mary's son, the son they'd all been waiting for for so long. God remembered. God always remembers and the silent priest became the praising prophet. God is fulfilling his promises. Join us next time as the little town of Bethlehem is visited by the God of the universe and shepherds in the hills experience a fear they've never known before. The humble are being lifted as the high and lifted humbles himself. The Bible Brief is brought to you by the Bible Literacy Foundation, dedicated to helping people like you learn the Bible. Copyright Bible Literacy Foundation 2023.